Right, hello everyone and welcome to the Liverpool Echoes Everton podcast. And today we're talking about, amongst other things, Joey Barton. He's petrified thinking about Everton's future and this is why. He says, it's really worrying times. I know there's a discontent because I have dinner with my family once a week. They're all Evertonians and they're all moaning about what's going on there. Some even refuse to go to the game under Martinez. That's how disillusioned they are. He goes on to talk about his fear that John Stones, Barkley, Lukaku and even possibly Seamus Coleman could leave in the summer. And where will that leave the Blues? Gav, obviously a blue, speaking as a blue, I would imagine he was speaking to Five Live Sport. Yeah. Pessimistic, realistic. Yeah, I, I hate it. You know when like, <laughs> Mouth opens in shock when he's there petrified about yeah. heaven. Like, mm. I was thinking that's maybe a little bit too, too, uh, too big a statement. But to be fair, he has, you know, he's not raised any points there that we've not raised on the, on, on the podcast mm. this season, to be honest with you. Um, the selling of players in the future if we if we don't sort of kick on and get in the Champions League, aging aging defence perhaps that needs to be looked at, um, defensive frailties. So there's nothing there that we've not discussed. It's just when it comes from a player who's an with his profile more weight. Yeah, and you know he's got a certain reputation, but he's actually quite a bright fellow, isn't he, Joey Barn? He's, he's pretty measured in what he says, and I think um, there's lots of you know. The, there's lots of things there that I think will bring through with uh, most Everton supporters, to be honest with you. So I would imagine you disagree entirely with him? No, not for one minute. It's hard to, to disagree with him. I think when you look, you look at the points he's making, as I said, what Gav just touched on there, so it's only what we've all spoken about in the past. And when you speak to every Evertonian out there, the majority I speak to, they're all singing from the same hymn sheet as what, what he's saying. Is that, yeah, not petrified is probably too strong of a way to say, but the old. They are weary and they are worried. They will lose your Romelu Lukaku, your John Stone, Seamus Coleman. I'm not too sure on. He hasn't had the best of seasons himself. Yeah. But them two big players there for Everton, I can only see them. Obviously, Champions League clubs are going to be in for them. They're not going to get that with Everton Football Club, are they? So, yeah, I, I, I do see where he's coming from. And the defensive frailties are there for all to see. The football's pretty boring. So, yeah, I can totally understand where Joey's coming from. Phil, it's nothing new, is it? The idea that you know the Blues might lose Stones or maybe even Lukaku in some of that. It's not a new prospect that was suddenly cast fear into the heart of every blue. No, but uh, just sort of playing devil's advocate on that and him, and him listing four, five, six players that might leave because they're not playing Champions League. Well, those same players are the core of this team. So if they're not able to help deliver it, then you know why is he saying they should leave for Champions League? It's almost a little bit you turning your back when you haven't, you haven't produced. You know, well, then, yeah, because there's Lukaku who's talking you know, understandably about a player who, who will I, obviously I welcome that attract talk. attention. Mm. Lukaku stank the gaff out against West Brom. Yeah, it was only in the last couple of games, though. You look at yeah. it throughout the season, he's scoring 20 goals for the team in mid-table. He's going to walk into most Champions League teams, isn't he? You would imagine so. There you go. I, so. I can see where Phil's coming from. You know, these players, John Stones, is rightly not in the team at the moment. But we're talking about being petrified to quote Barton of losing him. Obviously, I don't want to see players like Stones, especially like Lukaku, leave either. Mm. But, again, persisting on the devil's advocate line. There's a degree of responsibility falls on the players. They, they've got to stand up as well. But it's just like you could say that when teams get relegated and the players get picked and go to another a club in the Premier League, you used to say, well, if them players were good enough, he would have, he would have kept their team up in the first place. But you're saying they'll have better players around obviously, them in the next move. Obviously, yeah. yeah. You yeah. tell me John Stones with them flourishing the Barcelona team because he's got better players around Well, we them. don't know. But he, probably, he might do. They'd compliment his style. But yeah. I think he's 21 still. Yeah. I think, we don't I think, know what Stones do. Yeah, I think to be fair, I think Probably. I'd flourish in the current Barcelona team, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, having said all that about what Joey said, there was, there was a couple of things there which sort of 
you know, are, are things that are made, you know, said about Martinez, which is not necessarily true. Um, the first thing is defensively, and I don't want to go over our defensive record away from home, which is very good, which shows actually you can't test up the teams. But I think he listed our like sort of last seven or eight league positions up until 2014, which is like Moyes' last mm-hmm. seven or eight seasons, which is, you know, you know the drill, fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh, yeah. eighth, seventh, sixth. You know, going back to Saturday's game, if we'd won on Saturday, we would have been in so in and around the positions that we, we sort yeah. of used to finish with and Moyes. Yeah. But we didn't. But we haven't come close, have we? But we're not we're not exactly Newcastle or Aston Villa though, are we? You know, with all due respect, you know, but we're so it's the underachievement, isn't it? That's the thing. It's the underachievement, which is what it's linked with the you know, the, the young talents and stuff. I, I suppose that's that's the why you should be festified that we're underachieving and that may lead to, to players departing. It's not. It's not a thing. Is it this season? It was last season yeah. as well, isn't it? It's not. It's not a flash in the pan this season, is it? It was. It's continuous from last season. Lessons haven't been learned, have they? Did he overachieve in the first season? No, I think. I think that's what they're capable of. That's what this team is capable of. Yeah. You've seen that. Their players are going to be Lukaku and John Stones and Ross Barkley. They're going to be going if they're on the market. They're going for forty or fifty million. So yeah. that that was that's what they are capable of. Yeah. We didn't see that last season and this season. Yeah, there's a bit of rewriting about Roberto, of history about Roberto's first season. When he came in, especially with Moyes struggling at Manchester United, it was like Roberto brought a fresh approach, 70 odd points not reached that under the previous manager. Now, two years later, well, you know, we only got 70 points in our first season because he inherited a decent team under Moyes. Well, you know, you yeah, can't have it. Both there's ways, both, yeah. both ways. The, the, the truth is, and a lot of these things was probably in the middle. And um, But what is true, where I think Joey Barton was said it's like that. You know, we, we spoke two or three weeks ago, didn't we, about the, the sort of um, the age of the team in certain key positions and that, like, we've got, like, quite a young few young players, mm. quite a few older players, and, like, not only three or four in the middle, like, the 25 to 29 age bracket. And I think Joey alluded to the, the, the age of the defence in particular, or, like, the seniority that there's, a, there's players at the back who've got, you know, Jags, Leighton even, you know, Tim Howard, obviously. Mm. You've got a lot of miles on the clock who sort of, like, Part of the you know the, the previous managers team, and I suppose it's replacing them is also, you know, why you say you were frightened, wouldn't you? You know, you, you've got you've got to bring players in to replace that. I mean, at, at times this season we've had a, a back two in terms of centrally of, of Murray and Stones. Yeah, that's quite the opposite of what he's saying. Whether or not you think that was a convincing partnership, it probably wasn't at first, but it began to show signs of being one. But then, interestingly, you know, they I'm not saying these two lads were at fault. Solely because it wasn't it was it was a team mess. But those two at centre half when we conceded three goals at Bournemouth. So yeah. think about that. You know, yeah. it's yeah. an interesting thing. You know, yeah. they were looking good, and I agree with you because I remember writing a piece after the Middlesbrough game saying, you know, they look like they understand each other and they played well. But you you've also got to remember that one's twenty four, one's twenty one. Yeah, and the twenty four year old this is his first season exactly, in uh, yeah. English yeah. football, and 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 a lot of that was when Leighton's been out the team as well, yeah. where we played quite a young. Back, Galloway, back as well, yeah, like yeah. so, it was like the age of the defense collectively that was probably the issue. And you know, it's I, I don't know what you think. Are we where do we stand at the moment in terms of going forward? Are, are we sort of is it just are we under our achieving or have we just got our right level for the you know, sort of going back to the points at the start? The players are. You know, if they're going to be sold on, well, they've only got us to a certain level. Is that so? I, th- I, I, I think they're massively, yeah. massively underachieved. Massively, you, 
we look at managers in the Premier League, and if they grab hold of Everton's squad at the moment, this is where I think Everton are going wrong. If they grab hold of Everton's squad right now, they would have them in a much higher position, in my Who, opinion. Give it, tell me right. about Pochettino. Pochettino, Ronald Koeman, how long have you got? List the loads of Premier League managers at the moment. They would have this Tommy Everton Hughes squad wouldn't. higher in the league. Okay. Yeah, so, so what would they do that the Bersel's not doing? But defensively, straight away, they sort that out. I understand what you're saying, but what goes back to what Gav was saying, away from home we can set up a defence. right? Yeah. I don't think that's up for debate. But it's finding the balance at home. Yeah. So what you're saying is somebody else comes in and sets up a defence. I agree that defence isn't good enough and needs improving, but you're probably taking away how good they are going forward. So somebody needs to strike the balance. And you've and I'm not saying it's, it's you can't just say Roberto can't do that because I, I you know he's he's still got time I think to prove it. But it's all right saying bring somebody else in and they'll set up the defence. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he sets the team up. Well, it hasn't worked. It didn't work last season. The defence was a shambles, and this season has been a shambles. On certain games, that, that's it's certain but they, games. Uh, Gab- it? it's away home from home, it. away from home, the majority of the Premier League teams are playing that way. They've There's more away wins than home wins in the Premier League this season. So I think it's easy to set up away from home. At home is where you're in and your bread and butter, and he can't do it with Everton. Cat surely the facts don't lie. Oh, no, I don't, oh, let's face it, our home record in terms of goals, well, home record in terms of losses and home record in terms of goals conceded speak for itself. Yeah, I, I, it's I, I, I think we've conceded 19 goals in 17 away games, which is uh, mm. which is not you know, competitions this season, which is which is not bad. But I, I am with, I'm with Phil, it's how we're set up at, how we're set up at home. Is, and, and this is a hobby horse of mine, is that you don't react to certain situations in home games, especially in terms of game management and that, and we find our defensive players in the wrong places. Yeah, if you if you look, anyone who heard our podcast on Monday will know that, you know, obviously we were quite forthright in our, our rightly so in our views of the game against West Brom. The most impressive team for me to come to Goodison this season has been Tottenham. It's well, believe it or not, it's Man United. I thought Man United wiped the floor. Yeah. Uh, they were, but I thought that was a, a, a blip. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was a blip given what you know what mm. sadly had happened in that morning. But you're right on the day. Yeah, yeah. They were very good against a team who, for me, were in shock. Mm. Um, nonetheless, Tottenham have been superb. Now, okay, that was on on the road, but you, we've all seen Tottenham play at White Hart Lane this season as well. And I like the way they attack, and they've got that mix in defence. I think. I think arguably they've got better defenders than us at the moment. I think they've got a better, sorry, a better defensive unit, maybe yeah. not better individuals, and they're still playing entertaining football on the break. But if you look at the two squads, it's almost much or much. They've got a ten, maybe in Ericsson, where where we haven't. But otherwise, and that's what I'm saying is underlines your argument really, that another manager could possibly find that mix yeah, home and away. Now I'm not saying every other you seem to sort of be saying. Most managers could do it, or a lot could, and I sort of disagree with that. But I do think there's a formula there which Martinez isn't quite grasped at the moment, which Pochettino clearly is with a, a not too dissimilar squad. Yeah, I think Spurs have got. I think they have got best. You know, the two centre halves are very good, aren't they? The goalkeepers, yes, top class. You know, yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I think in certain key positions, the importance is they have got. But know, just but, Stones but, and Jagielka. Yeah, but it's it's it, it terms of ex- balance between age and experience, isn't it? Yeah. You know that that's the thing. Um, you got Jags who's like thirty three, Stones is twenty one. Twenty one. I don't know what how old the two spare central defenders. The Tonga and Van Meer. What they like twenty. I think they're both kind of peak in their yeah, peak. Yeah, 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 but they're not exactly rolling in Premier League experience, are they themselves? Yeah, international experience. Yeah. yeah. So. This is my whole point. Is that you know what I said the other week is that the age, you know. 
what the manager needs to do going forward, and, and this is probably back to the selling the players in the future, perhaps, is to get the age right of the squad. We've got two, we've got quite a few young players who are all very, very good. We just listed three for them to start. Very promising. Some of them are excellent. We, and we've got like a, a rump of older players. What we've not got is like a, from like a, where you want to be successful is, you know, a lot of your team in that. 24 yeah. to 29 yeah. age oh, yeah. bracket. Absolutely. You know, and we've only got maybe, how many players are in that bracket? Well, three or four? Coleman, Cleverly, Morales, Morales, James, James, <laughs> James, yeah. James McCarthy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so yeah. you, you know, and, and not all of them are necessarily first team. Nias, probably yeah. falls into yeah. that. But he's, he's just come into the, you know, he's just come in. And so it, that, that's, that's, that's the problem and the manager needs to address. It's, you know, we're going back to what, what you would do needs to do. That he needs to address that to me, and I think that's one of the causes why, you know, we don't defensively sometimes shape up well because we've got players sometimes certain situations are a little bit too slow, but we've got got it in the head, and we've got young players who are, who've got the pace but haven't got it in the head. <laughs> yeah. And I think you know, well, but sometimes yeah, there's a balance to be struck, and I don't think, you know, and you can you can name the games, can you? With mm. that Bournemouth away, Chelsea away, you know, Stoke at home, yeah. Leicester at home, yeah. where. I, that, that it's interesting one that because you yeah. as I said that the Tottenham um well we're talking about Dennis that they've got them players in that bracket. I think you've got Ericsson, got Dembele, you've got Harry Kane there in that bracket where they've yeah. got that knowledge so to see how to game I think yeah. you're spot on that. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's it's a really good point and obviously we're we're away again tomorrow. And Phil, he's got a deep question. Gonna <laughs> draw a, a deep bath, aren't you? <laughs> Well, it's interesting. Go back to what Joey Barton said about his family don't want to go to the games at home. Now, the disconnect between our home form and our away form is huge, okay? Now, our away form effectively is propping up at the minute the idea that we might get into the Europa League, the idea. Now, say that 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 pattern maintains for next season. This is purely hypothetical. You're a season ticket holder at Goodison. Everton win all 19 away games next season but only win four at home and lose 15. But that points tally is good enough to get you in the Champions League, just hypothetically. Mm. As that season ticket holder, are you pleased with that season or are you annoyed? It's okay. <laughs> a good, good question. Ooh, uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just play all 38 games away from home? Yeah. 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 That's the smell and salt I think what you're saying is, Phil, I, mean, I know people are bought away games and stuff, like a lot of people's view of Everton this season view from that's, their home what they say yeah, yeah. and not necessarily what they say even though we you know obviously watch games live away from home it's different watching on the telly isn't it than watching watching the game live and I think I think that's probably a fair a fair point um, what we do to address that is a slightly different question but I think you always view what you see in front of you and our away our home forms being not that great. You can turn on the TED. I've been saying on the previous managers, there's some seasons where actually we didn't yeah. in a lot of way from home, but yeah. good as some yeah, forces. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, people, yeah. people actually were reasonably content. I mean, there's some seasons maybe only got like three or four away wins. And that's what I mean. I just but, wonder whether yeah. the value of home form yeah. is actually outweighs the overall outcome of the season. Because I see you win every away game, but you win next to nothing mm-hmm. at home. And that actual perception and that feeling actually yeah. shapes yeah. more than you think. What do you think, Tom? I think, yeah, it's the home form for me. I think Everton could even win the Premier League, but Everton is still some, have something to moan about, do you know what I mean? But I think the home form, 
that's it's crucial. It's it's custom. It's custom. Sorry, fans are paying. I think fans are paying £400, £500, £600 a season ticket, aren't they? And they, they want to see, at least if they're not seeing entertaining football, they want to see results. And this season, they're seeing neither, are they really? They're not seeing the team flourish the way it did under Roberto Martins' first season, and they're not seeing the team picking up results. So I think. At home, the home form is the bed and bust, but it's an interesting point. Because when I mean, you think about it, and this is again purely hypothetical, and you know, in an ideal world, it would happen. But they could win. I think they've got seven away games left, five at home. They could go on a run away from home, carry this form on, get into the Europa League, and in theory, they could continue to play away from home between now and the final of the FA Cup. Not not go back to Goodison in the mm. FA Cup, win yeah. the cup, qualify for Europe. Is it still a great season? Home it's f- interesting home what Gav says. Rubbish, Gav mean. touched on a thing there where we've said before, haven't we? That we're coming into an age where people are able to watch home and away mm. on various streams. Soon, before long, as as my often did, they're watching the games on Facebook anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To watch yeah, it on yeah. some form of social media site or you know, kind of crossing the boundaries. So we've got a business plan. We, we are recording. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just ignore. Just delete. Trademark. <laughs> yeah, this is the title. Yeah. 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 But the point, the point being, is that you know you could watch Everton that way, and say that you're more than happy to see them get into say the Champions League or the Europa League because you'd be rewarded with more games to watch from your laptop or your tablet. Mm-hmm. But a big important part of Everton's revenue with the commercial arm is nearly full house at Goodison Park. It's those match days. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've heard the executive team there emphasise it. It's why they try and do everything they can to drench everything out of every pound which is spent in Goodison. Whether they do it rightly, sorry, whether they do it as well as they could is another matter. But they certainly put a lot of effort and focus into it. So I don't think any sane strategist at Everton is happy with the prospect of Evertonians watching the game from a tablet when they should be in Goodison buying a hot dog, mm. buying a shirt, Paying for the season ticket, mm. it's, you know what? What are you left with? Mm, like yeah. Twenty-five thousand attendances. Because we see some places in the Premier League you used to go to Fulham every season, didn't mm. you? When they were up there, yeah. and they weren't for even yeah. nearly yeah. filling yeah. Craven Cottage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And you know, dude, all right, they were vying for attention with other other clubs yeah. in London, but yeah. no, know, I, I agree, and I just thought it's so, for a quick one. I think that, and it's not something you can quantify, and it's a bit romanticised and stuff. But having home form that is really, really good. Is, is so much more value than being great away from home and, and, and reaching yeah. the top four because it it just engenders a better feeling about the place, you know. And I just think, it, you know, there's nothing better than a cracking atmosphere at Goodison. Yeah. And you're just not going to get that with your home form being it. Especially for a, such a hyper local club That's like Everton. I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all right if you've got fan, like millions of fans in the Far East, yeah, Middle yeah, East yeah, watching yeah. it. Yeah. But Everton's large fan base. Are in this region, aren't yeah, they? In the that North-west. sense of community and, and mm. being closer to, you know, the idea that you are closer to the players at Everton than you would be, say, United or, yeah, or wherever. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's important. I, I think also, as well, there is, is um, I think it's easier to progress from a platform of good, away for, good home form, modest away form, than what it is to progress mm. from the opposite. Because sometimes you can't carry on with your good away form. You know, yeah, add yeah. infinitum, can you? At yeah. some point, you know, because you're playing, I'm not saying the wheels will come off, it is you'll dip. I mean, you, if that dips, you want yeah. your home form to, to build. So, to 
I think this is where like the sort of like the moans of groans are you know one of the reasons going back to what you were saying for it is a good home record is a good platform for a successful season and I think that's because we've not got that at the moment that's like I think what uh, West Brom proved as well yeah. which annoys me even more that if you're in that Evan dressing room maybe there's been times this season when you can not point the finger of blame but say oh, well our fans haven't helped us today they couldn't say that on Saturday and they still conspired to mess it mm. up yeah what I worry about, interesting we're talking about the own form, I worry about if we do get knocked out against Bournemouth, I worry for Everton's season, and especially our own. Well, it's over, I worry, effectively. Effectively, it's over. Roberto Martinez won't say that, but it, if it is, in my opinion. It's, it, it's a total mismatch, it's gone, it's finished. And I think the attendances may suffer because of that, because... The natives are getting restless at Goodison as it is. We've seen we've heard the boos after the whistles and, and and there's no surprise, obviously, but I do worry if they do get knocked out of the FA Cup against Bournemouth, then the attendances will drop at home because they're hanging on. This is the only glimmer of hope that Evertonians have got. That's an interesting one, that, because I go back to the, the thing against what I said against City is that I'm sort of a bit opposite that, that to me. Our progress is viewed on, on our league form, and that to me, okay, if you get knocked out tomorrow, there's still what 11 was it 12, 12, 12, yeah, 12 yeah. league games. There's a third of this league season left. And you have a look at the games there, there's quite a few that fall in there. I say, well, like West Brom, but yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> well, exactly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to shoot me down, flames quite ideal. No, 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 we got Arsenal, 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 you know, years ago, you could win the cup and have a moderate league season and it was a successful, successful campaign or have a good cup run. Yeah. Our, our supporters are a lot more wiser than that now about our team's progression. And with the sort of like, the, the, the FA Cup's lost a bit of its magic, whatever they tell you on the telly, our supporters are a lot more wiser, generally speaking, that actually, whatever, it doesn't matter what you do in the FA Cup, we, 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 and we're seeing the team struggling in the league, so therefore we are not happy. I think so. I think yeah. some care less about the Cups but and personally speaking I don't I, we've said it a million times haven't yeah. we I think it's hugely important not even to Europe for anything else yeah. Yeah. well exactly mm. and that this generation of fans have something to cherish I had a conversation last week but I'll touch on what you know what we talked about on Monday someone was saying it do, winning a trophy is a short term fix and he, he was going on about Birmingham mm. and he, well, he had sort of had a point in that respect you know Birmingham won a, won a, a League Cup and whatever where are they now but I just, I just think you've got to get. I think, I think with Everton, and this is all again semantics and kind of there's nothing actual concrete in what I'm saying. But I think winning a cup with Everton is actually all about momentum. I think yeah. that's what it kickstarts. I think it gives supporters belief that they are currently wavering, and I think if they go and win something, it kickstart, it kickstarts something and then renews belief. And I think. I think it's what comes off the back of that. Do you I keep know, old? Sorry, I mean, well, if yeah, you win yeah. a cup, do you keep old well, a couple of those I'd, players? I'd, I'd, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't think it's happened. Well, I think because they're still only in the Europa yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, it's Europa League. I, I think it's it's not about momentum for me. I think if Everton do win a trophy this the FA Cup this season, it wouldn't be about thinking about next season. It'll be that memory of seeing your team lift an FA Cup, like mine is twenty years ago. That that's just my memory of seeing Everton growing up and this will be for this generation of fans they wouldn't be bothered oh yeah next season that'll, that'll come but they'll just be blinkered and thinking I've seen my team lift a trophy at Wembley and I'll take their memories to me coffin and that's what it, that's what it'll be for them nothing else will matter 
can give us much heat, just on a bit of a tangent. Do you reckon, because we've been talking about 95 a lot this week, and mm. whatever reason, do you reckon it was much easier to win a cup then, nearly 21 years ago? Do you reckon they had it easier? Win the FA Cup. Yeah. But just, it feels but, more and more implausible that, that that we could win it this season. Yeah, I think this, the irony is people say, oh, the top clubs never take the FA Cup seriously. Or they always put it on, and and like it, yeah, they keep it, unless they're very much mistaken, top yeah. clubs always win the FA Cup. Yeah. They've been by beating another top club in the yeah. final, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, I think yeah, it's because the top clubs are, are so much bigger. Maybe not necessarily this season, though, to be fair. It could be, could be an easy cup to win this year. The only thing is, there's, there's a few clubs like Chelsea. This is probably good. There's a good yeah. chance of what they're going to get to within a, a trophy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what goes in our favour. I'll tell you what City, goes in yeah, our yeah. favour. as well. Yeah, yeah. What goes in our favour to an extent is that it's not two legs. You know, you don't have to basically, yeah. once you get to the business, because I don't think we play very well over two legs, do we? Mm-hmm. We don't want a home side as well. Do well we? Yeah, record. How many two-legged affairs have we had with Martinez? Three. Yeah. So we've had... Young boys, Kiev and City, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So a record is one in three. So great. Mm. I mean, look at the small, uh, yeah. small sample size. Yeah. Gives you an idea, maybe. Uh, small sample size, very open university, this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a degree, degree Gav. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is. It's a good point, though, Greg. But I think, I think, I think it'd be really competitive this year. I think yeah. because mm. there are some big teams left. This is probably, yeah. you know. It's a big it. chance of glory, yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, I think it'll be a lot harder to win this year. But I think in '95 we had a lot of home draws, didn't we? I think. Yeah. Um, and the Bristol City was the only one away, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Derby, Norwich, and Newcastle. Just had the feeling just that year, wasn't it? In '95, yeah. yeah. the start. I thought it was a year. Felt like the league, league Cup. Finally, get that you know, you know elusive league cup win. Uh, we did in the office before. We did a regular feature team selected. People who listen might may or may not have seen it on the website on Twitter, where some of the writers pick our teams, and it just sparked a few interesting conversations. How would you line up tomorrow? Because the game, let's not make any mistake about it. It's a huge game for the Blues, isn't it? As you said, well, it is. It's, well, in my opinion, we we said um, Manchester City away in the League Cup was Roberto Martinez's biggest game. This is now. This is the be all and end all. This is where he's going to be. Decides on he's going to play his, his best team. He can think about what's his, his best team. team. Well, Kone and Osman shouldn't be anywhere near it for the kickoff. <laughs> well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Why, so, give so me, give me, give me. Rob Rob Lesson go. Rob Lesson go. Don't turn up. He shouldn't be anywhere near it. It's no, I, I happen to agree with him. Rob, Rob Lesson go. Baines left back or Oviedo? Um, Baines has got to come back. I'd in. Say he's Baines. a better player. Yeah, Oviedo's had his run, but yeah, I'd say Baines. I, I put Baines right, uh, left back. Mari and Jags. You'd probably say Stones, Stones and Jags. Stones Jags yeah. I'd say Mori and Jags myself. Uh, Coleman. Coleman's right back. In different yeah, form, yeah, but yeah. He, gets his, he gets the shirt. Now, I uh, do you agree with Roberto Martins playing two defensive midfielders away from home, because I think it works, but at home, there's literally there's no need for it. It's, it's stupid. There's, I can't see where his methods of madness comes to to play these two yeah. defensive midfielders at home. It just doesn't work. Like, tomorrow, I think, is a game where, where you'd have to play. Yeah, I agree. And that's why it's probably yeah. worked this season. So, if that... So Barry and McCarthy, yeah. No, cleverly and uh, cleverly and Barry for me. Yeah, really? I agree. Yeah, I think James McCarthy's been for them. I, I think cleverly at the moment. I think cleverly does what McCarthy does, but a little bit better at the moment. I think when Mo Bessis gets fit, he I, should I, be. I, I think Bessis be back in the same state. Right? Yeah. Okay, so then if you play cleverly, I was line up the three, ready. the three behind because I'd play cleverly on the left. left. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would actually play Nias if he shakes off this wrist injury. So to speak, <laughs> I'd have him on the left. Surprise factor, 
Rom and Aaron Lennon. Sorry, sorry, not Ross. Ross, Ross yeah, Aaron Lennon and, and then Rom up the I top. agree with Greg Fitch. <laughs> yeah, the old miracles can happen. However, that all a lot depends on whether or not Nias is actually match yeah. fit. So if Nias doesn't, then you play, I don't know, you've got options there. Morales, Pienaar, Delafayu. We've got one major substitute, I know, yeah. But, but the other thing tomorrow is, you said it's a really important game for us. Is it that important game for Bournemouth? It's a free ride for them, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's I a think, free ticket, they can't lose. I think they're just concentrating on staying in the Premier League for next season. Well, They've got this far so so far. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, they've took it serious. Eddie, if you're listening, play the Resi's last. <laughs> they've lost their last two home games, haven't they? Three, one. Oh, and Stoke and two nil. Was it two, three nil? Was it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they 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 so they've gone back to home form. Yeah. They've lost their last two home games reasonably heavily. Um, yeah. You know, Premier League next year. We know how much money's involved if you uh, stay up. Uh, will they sort of play maybe? I say perhaps rest of you play tomorrow or perhaps won't be up for it as you would expect in an FA Cup compared to, down, compared to the importance yeah. for us they've actually strengthened since they drew with us down there last time haven't they yeah, yeah. they've got some half decent players who come in Phil sorry just speaking of saying up for it I just got a flashback to one time as a young reporter with the Finch Fountain for David Moyes and the season had petered out yeah. and I said to him any concerns David that your players won't be up for this game against Sunderland and I got the Moyes glower <laughs> she was absolutely stared me down <laughs> burning holes in her head never forget have some of that have some of that yeah yeah I have never asked that question ever uh, <laughs> I'm wondering is Ed if he thought question like that you were questioning his ability to motivate the team yeah, or, or maybe he was just a bit anyway um, yeah, but, but no it's an interesting point how will Bournemouth approach the game so it's for us. Also as well, is there any psychological carryovers from the league game that will come into tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's match? For I don't us. think we'll be for jump, both teams? jumping into the fans if we score. Uh, yeah. for, for both teams? Is there any... Is, is I it, think it's... Uh, well, on to what Bournemouth think. It's a free game for them. They can't lose. It's, it's under light, Saturday night, on the telly. They're at home. Their crowd's going to be a four. Yeah, be They're a one game away game. from the quarter-final themselves. So... I think it's a free reign for them. It's, uh, there's more pressure on Evan because we've got to oh, win this. Yeah, there's more we've pressure. We've got to win this. Yeah. If we don't win it, the season's finished. Interesting yeah. about the pressure points, isn't it? You know, yeah. again, getting back to the cup and pressure. I was listening to the audio. Um, Steve Odderson was playing the audio of yeah. Joe Doyle after the final. He went, there's no pressure on us. We did our hard work. We stayed Definitely. up last week and this was a bonus. And, you know, he said, and obviously we delivered. But, there is infinitely more expectation. Yeah, and does, does, does the pressure alleviate somewhat though? Back to the whole, the, the whole point of this piece about they're away from home. Everton will probably mm, feel yeah. more comfortable. There'll be a lot of Evertonians there as well. Yeah. Don't forget because mm. of the FA Cup allocation, and they're thinking well, this game's got to be open. It's going to suit us. I think what'll be interesting to see if they go a goal behind under that atmosphere down there. Then you'll see who wants it. Who, who your characters are in this team? Yeah. You'll definitely see that because this is the. This is the biggest game this season, obviously, it goes without saying. And then you'll soon see, if we do go a goal behind, who wants it? Who wants this from the Everton team? Who wants this more than so, most? And, I'm hoping and it's not as windy as it was last time. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Predictions, boys. We get to that time of the day. Tony Scott. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Yeah. Back to Goodison. Back to Goodison. Where are oh, That's for another day. Gav. I'm going to... I'm going to invoke Phil's theory of proper away <laughs> form will see us through and I'm going to go for a very comfortable 2-0 win. Evan going to win. Evan clearly going to win. <laughs> I've, no, I've got, I've got a feeling all along Evan are going to win tomorrow. Um, but they'll concede because it's Evan. Three, no, 2-1. Yeah, I was going to say 2-1. That feels about right to me. 2-1. Yeah. 
So there you go. <laughs> we'll see. We'll be uh, here early next week to review what the score actually was and to talk about the navigations. The quarterfinal draw. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good or bad, hopefully good for the rest of the season. Thanks for listening. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op ben.nl.